2: Okay, my name's not Smoky, and I'm certainly not a bear. But I do come
1: bearing an important message regarding wildfires. If it's a windy day, don't burn. And make sure you're not under a burn ban. Because like the slogan says, only you can prevent wildfires. I know, it sounds better when he says it. So pretend it came from a big furry bear in a ranger hat. And visit msforestry.com for more wildfire prevention tips. A message from the Mississippi Forestry Commission through a grant from the USDA Forest Service. And welcome back, everybody, time now for another edition of Inside Southern Miss Athletics. John Cox with you, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to start out as we always do by visiting with our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean. And Jeremy, another uh, tremendous weekend at Pete Taylor Park, a lot of fun. Uh, the Golden Eagles hosting Jacksonville State uh, over the weekend. Uh, baseball,
2: a lot. I'll tell you, people are excited about it right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that's shown in our crowds. You know, first we're you know very fortunate to be able to play first seven at home, and and uh, I think we're averaging around forty-five hundred or so, and and just uh, which is you know probably thirteenth in the country overall. And I think just as a great testament to our fan base and the passion for baseball in this community, and what Scott Berry and his staff and, and the people who came before him have have built, and and uh, you know just a lot of fun, and had a good weekend. Like you said, one, two out of three. Would love to have gotten that one on Sunday. Uh, just couldn't quite get the big hit. That's baseball sometimes, but it really was a good weekend uh, at at the Pete, for sure.
1: Not that people ever needed a reason to to come to Pete Taylor Park, but there are some reasons now, and uh, it's an exciting product, a fun product. Our marketing people doing a great job of doing some innovative things to get people uh, that maybe not be total baseball fans to enjoy the experience, so doing a lot of things right right now.
2: Yeah, continue to try to improve the atmosphere and environment. You know, we've talked you mentioned the marketing, the music, the things that we continue to try to do uh, to make the, the atmosphere fun, even even outside of what is really, really good baseball. But then, the, you know, the additions, the new lights at, at Pete Taylor Park, which we got to show off this weekend. We uh, hit a home run on our two on Friday night and got to show the, the new lights off when the home runs are hit. So it just, you know, those kind of things. And obviously we've got a video board that's going to be here during the year that will people will see that progress happen a little later in the year. Um, you know those are the things that we want to continue to try to get better at and create that atmosphere that you know we've already we already have this really unique atmosphere uh, here on our campus at Pete Taylor Park and to be able to try to add to that and, and, and just make it one of the best environments for baseball in the country that's our objective and and uh, because of our passionate fan base we got a chance to do that
1: it's early in the year I don't know if any of your contemporaries other athletic directors have seen Pete Taylor Park but I'm sure the opposing coaches have probably started to go back and tell their athletic directors, hey, they got it going the right way at Southern Miss.
2: Yeah, and much like you know, anytime we see something that's that's really neat, and we're on the road, you know, there's hey, how do we capture some of that? And and we get questions all the time. And and I, what I love about our atmosphere is much of it's organic, right? And and especially as we think about the roost and and how that developed and uh you know, continue to grow over time, and how it's such an integral integral part of of who we are and, and, and what we are now. And so, uh, you know, some of that's hard to replicate for sure. Uh, so so our job is, like I said, to continue to try to tweak and make it a little bit better each year and, and uh, continue to – to uh you know fill up the stands and create a a great atmosphere for our team
1: i know i was talking about on the radio the other day if you think back in just a 40-year period that when that field was first built there was there was nothing there it was just a a
2: baseball field and a chain link fence and now it's one of the most beautiful ballparks in the country yeah no doubt about it and i've sat and talked to hill denson several times about kind of you know some of those things over the years and how that's developed a great story and uh, obviously you know he he put a lot of effort into that uh, getting that going as did a lot of other people and so uh it really has been fun to, to watch it, you know, kind of continue to grow. But to think about where it was to where it is today is is, is unbelievable. I know you've talked about this a little bit. Uh, when the NCAA is trying to decide
1: where to host regional tournaments, there's a lot of things that they look at or they
2: look for. And all of those things, uh, at least most of them, you find at Pete Taylor Park right now. Yeah, you really do. Um, you know, and, and I think uh, we, can, we can check a bunch of boxes. You know, the one thing that – we always uh, had to accommodate for or plan for is if you know we were going to bring in a regional was was potentially if we were going to be on linear television and ESPN or what have you that uh, we might have to bring in lights to assist with with that and and now we don't have to do that we're, we're in a position now where that's not an issue so we check a bunch of the boxes when it comes to hosting a regional and and uh, obviously we were really right in the mix last year and so close to getting that done and, and so we'll, we'll be prepared this year and obviously you know there's a lot of season to play and we've got a team that's going to continue to to grow and compete and get better but uh, you know we'll, we'll be prepared when we get to that point uh, because we're you know we are in a great position facility wise to be able to put on a great event. Busying with our Director of Athletics Jeremy McLean, taking us inside
1: Southern Miss Athletics. Uh, Basketball is ending the regular season here over the next week or so. Conference tournament is coming up, but talking about basketball and Reed Green Coliseum, I know there's a lot of changes on the drawing board, but you are already been able to see a lot of those start to uh, appear this year.
2: Yeah, We've seen some things happen, much like we did at Pete Taylor Park. We've seen some things kind of slowly evolve at Reed Green, talk about new floor and new lighting and things that look and feel different and that's a big piece of the puzzle and we've got some more things that that we'll be able to add even before the larger construction pieces that are going to be coming down the road uh you know we've obviously uh entered into a planning phase for regreen. green and we'll be addressing some of our major needs but there'll be some things even even in the interim that we'll continue to do better and create the right atmosphere uh you know at, at Reed green and so so yeah it's much like that i mean you're just trying every year to do the things uh, that need to be done to create the right environment to, to give a home court advantage to 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 put your coaches and your student athletes and your fans you know in the, in the best position possible
1: do you reach out to other athletic directors who maybe have done the kind of renovations or getting ready to happen at college coliseum and ask them what were some of the, the the hurdles they had to get over with what were some of the things they were able
2: to do oh yeah all the time we 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 have those conversations with with a lot of folks and we begin to think about Adjustments we want to make, and and you know you want to. There, there's no greater you know experience than 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 actually going through it, right? And for somebody who's been through that process you want to talk to them and, th- and 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 pick their brain and not only talk about what they did but you want to talk about what they wish they had done and you try to you try to you know steal from their experience a little bit and so yeah we definitely are doing those things have done those things we'll continue to have those conversations and, and try to make sure that i think the main thing for us is trying to make sure that we maximize every dollar right and so All the resources that we have to make that that facility better, we want to make sure we spend every dollar in the best way we can.
1: I'm sure that is the same as true when you look at other facilities, whether it be tennis courts or track and field facilities or soccer stadiums and things like that. I'm sure you look at those, talk to people about those things, even though they may be down the road a little
2: bit, you're kind of getting ahead of the game a little bit. Absolutely, and we're having a lot of those discussions now because we have some facilities that we want to – you know, prioritize. We want to put more attention towards. And so we're beginning to have a lot of those discussions and and uh, put together a plan for the future that, that will map out what that's going to look like. And, and there there are some areas where we just haven't been able to give as much attention uh, facility-wise that we want to, and, and we're, we're trying to make sure we can address those in the near future.
1: One of the things that's happening, though, is you look around the, the, the face of Southern Miss Athletics almost all the teams that are competing here in the spring are off to really good starts they're doing some incredible things winning some uh, amazing types of events and things like that so
2: it's really a good time for the spring sports yeah it really is you know think about you know think about spring think about baseball and 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 you know, softball obviously you got beach volleyball, you got our golf teams, tennis tennis teams all competing and uh track teams. We obviously just won the the indoor uh side on the on the women's side. And so yeah, we're off to a great start, you know. Softball team's a very young squad. They've had a really good kinda First three weekends and showing a lot of promise. Uh, They'll continue to fight and get better and grow. Um, You know, we think about uh, our our tennis and golf. Tennis is off to a great start, men and women. Uh, You know, golf teams had have had some really good tournaments out of the gate. So, you know, it's it's it's. uh, I feel like it's going to be a really good spring for us. We're in a position to be successful, uh, and and we talk about it all the time. What we want is to try to get all of our programs in a position to compete for championships. And and sometimes it's hard to do all at one time. But uh, we need to make sure we've got the resources and facilities in place to allow them to do that.
1: And, and hats off to our coaches, particularly in those spring sports right now. That's that's not easy sometimes to go out and recruit the way they have to recruit, the areas they have to recruit overseas, or wherever it might be, but they seem to find out how to do it and be successful at it.
2: Yeah, I think you you know they, they find ways to be very creative and, and uh, resourceful and, and you're right. And and they, you know, think about our tennis programs, for example, and, and they continue to put together rosters that are very competitive. competitive and uh, competitive in the classroom, competitive on the court you know and so that's one example but there are plenty of examples across our department of coaches that are working really hard to try to bring in the right student-athletes uh, that we you know that our folks from Southern Miss all of our fan base can be proud of Jeremy McLean
1: visiting with us our Director of Athletics here at Southern Miss as we continue to go inside Southern Miss Athletics Jeremy uh, as you talk to your counterparts around the country are the same issues that you're fighting every day are they running into the same things no matter
2: how big or small those schools might be yes I mean the short answer is absolutely. I, I think we're all dealing with um, smaller issues on our campus, many of which uh, are the same, uh, are very similar. Uh, and then I think we're all dealing with some national issues and issues kind of within the industry and within college athletics that 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 you know are bigger, right? That 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 you know is not easy to put your finger on, not easy to. Uh, to make adjustments or, or, or corrections or, or find the answers. So, so yeah, I think we're all fighting that same battle right now, and it's a unique time for for our industry. Um, you know and, and I we ha- remind each other often and we talk to our staff often you know it's very easy to get distracted from why we do this uh, at least in the day to day you know we do this for our student athletes for the opportunities to give them the chance to grow and be successful and, and, and be prepared for what's next in their lives and, and so we try to stay focused on that, even through all the issues, the uh, ones on our campus and the ones nationally, and make sure that our decision-making process revolves around you know, what's best for our student athletes. And I think if we can do that, uh, even though it is a very difficult time, that you know we're going we're gonna to be fine in the long run. It's, it's, it's just getting through what has been a, a challenging period for us and, and and trying to get to a place where we have a clear understanding of what the future holds.
1: One of those, I would suspect, is name, image, and likeness. A, a great idea, great for student athletes, but there's some hurdles and some things that have come up that uh, athletic directors and national leaders have got to find the answers to.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, John, and, and, and not unexpected. I think we all – those of us in the industry kind of said from the beginning here, these are go- this is going to be our challenge. You know, this this is this is where we're really going to run into some some real challenges with this uh, you know with this ruling or this law, um, and and those have, I think come to fruition, uh, and and that's okay. It's just a matter of how do we uh, maintain the integrity of the, of of what we do and and make sure that you know whatever those parameters are. Uh, and, and again, I'm I'm for name, image, and likeness. I think giving our student athletes that opportunity makes sense. Has made sense for a long time. I'm glad we're at a place where where we can do that. We just got to make sure that we know what the parameters are. We can put we can we can live up to those, and, and we can hold people accountable if they're doing things that are going to you know not not uh, going to either uh, cause harm to people or really put uh, put someone in a tough situation or really color outside the line. So so we just got to make sure that we do a better job of, of working on those parameters and holding people accountable.
1: As we look out the window at uh, the Rock Robert Stadium, is that one of those places that you're trying to continually do some changes to make it more of a fan-friendly place, much like we're doing over at over at P. Taylor Park? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, I think the Rock, obviously, you know, it's a focal point on our campus. It's a place that uh, you know we, we have the most people come through and uh, the turnstile turnstile, so to speak, in any given year. And so uh, there's a lot of really good things about our facility. Uh, there are some challenges because it's an older facility, but uh, you know we feel like it's a great environment and we're going to try to keep uh, doing the things that it takes to, to to make it one of the best in the country and we're excited about the opportunity to to, to move into the Sun Belt and, and create those regional rivalries where we can begin not only to fill this up with Southern Miss fans but folks to travel to come come be a part of the atmosphere here at the Rock so we want to do those things um, the, the the things on our list that create the right environment and, and, and some big some small but yeah it absolutely is going to be a focal point of ours moving forward to make sure we can continue uh, each year to try to improve that. Of course, that's where Will Hall and his team. We see them out there during
1: spring football practice uh, quite a bit. Even though it's just spring football practice, that, that's starting
2: to create a little bit of excitement, a lot of excitement to be a matter of fact uh, about football. Yeah, it's been fun to see them out on the practice field and out here in the stadium and great energy and and you know talk to the coaches and talk to some of the players and I think it's been a good first uh, handful of practices. I think they're really excited at you know uh, what recruiting has meant to them and, and and fortunately for us, you know large the large portion of our recruiting class is already here on campus and got here for for the spring semester and so uh, it was a lot more people, a lot more bodies um, uh, I think a lot deeper uh, in a a lot of areas which I think has created a great level of competition so it's been fun to watch and and you can just sense the energy and the excitement uh, from that group and and, you know just kind of makes you ready for uh, September to get here
1: Before we let you go, in a moment we're going to visit with uh, one of our outstanding baseball young men and that's Gabe Montenegro great student, great uh, baseball player and it's neat to see his kind of six-year journey uh, at southern miss
2: and uh, how much he loves the place yeah no doubt Gabe is Gabe has been you know from a from from watching the game he's so fun to watch and and you know he, he cares about his teammates he carries himself the right way he's represented southern miss great great family unique opportunity now to have his have his uh, younger brother on the team obviously and, and playing together but just a great story and, and and you know he's he's just a great example of someone who's Taken an opportunity and, and maximize maximized it to its fullest and and he works he works for that, you know, and and he's he's a guy that's uh you know, he, he's the type of player, type of person that you want on your team, and, and uh, it's just been fun to, to watch him continue to grow.
1: Jeremy, thanks as always for the weekly visit. Uh, keep up the good work. We'll see you next time. Thanks, John. Jeremy McLean, our director of athletics, taking us inside Southern Miss Athletics. As I said, in a moment we'll sit down with Golden Eagle sixth-year graduate student uh, Gabe Montenegro, who's been a big uh, part of Golden Eagle baseball success over the years. Gabe will join us and go inside Southern Miss Athletics. Back in a moment.
3: Pine Belt Trophy is a proud sponsor of Southern Miss Athletics and has been an Eagles supporter for over 20 years. Pine Belt Trophy offers laser engraving, glass edging, and engraving for specialty items and all of your trophy and award needs. Pine Belt Trophy is conveniently located at 905 Hardy Street.
0: Call Jimmy Moore at 601-582-9273. Pine Belt Trophy says go Eagles and Southern Miss to the top. The Keg and Barrel in Hattiesburg is a proud sponsor of Southern Miss Athletics and wishes the Golden Eagles the best of luck during the season. The Keg and Barrel is located at 1315 Hardy Street in a 100-year-old home and has a full food menu. The Keg and Barrel is open for business seven days a week and are proud sponsors of Southern Miss Athletics and Golden Eagle Baseball. In sports, success is measured in the number of points scored, in games won, and in championships earned. At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in how we support our communities, in being there when you need us most. In fact, nine out of ten people surveyed with a claim would recommend shelter to a friend. To find out how shelter can be there for you, visit shelterinsurance.com. We're your shield, we're your shelter.
1: Hey sports fans! Bankcorp South knows no matter where you are in life, there's nothing white like game day. That's why our team of experts is committed to providing the financial resources you need for those tense moments. Big wins. Bancorp South is right where you are and proud to be part of your team. Visit BancorpSouth.com slash gameday for more information. Member FDIC. And welcome everybody to Inside Southern Miss Athletics. Time now to uh, concentrate a little bit on Golden Eagle Baseball. And our special guest today from the baseball team is the veteran outfielder for the Golden Eagles. That's Gabe Montenegro in his sixth year with the uh, Golden Eagle baseball program. And uh, Gabe, I guess, first of all, talk about that. Uh, you had the opportunity maybe to do something else. You elected to come back and play a sixth year with the Golden Eagles. What kind of factored
4: into that decision? You know, I since I registered the first year and then we had uh, uh, COVID happen and they gave us that extra year too, um, you know I always been looking to get drafted and uh, I'll be able to play in the next level and last year since like you know the draft shortened and then I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, like elected um, I didn't want to take a free agent deal I just I just wanted to like be able to come back play one more year and just finish my uh, MBA program so it just worked out perfectly
1: and it worked out too you got the chance to play uh, with your brother for the first time in a long time
4: yeah so like that was um when I made that decision, it was like a couple of days later that like he committed to Solomon. So it just worked out per- perfectly uh for both of us.
1: And it was neat the uh, opening day to see your mom and dad both at the ballpark
4: with that jacket that had fourteen slash fifteen on it for you and Rodrigo. <laughs> yes yeah, so right they, uh, they always like make shirts uh with uh, well, uh with my uh number and then it has to do uh, church with him when he was in Western Oklahoma. So then now like they had to like combine both numbers, and you know it's pretty cool. All right, we'll get back to uh, this year with the Golden Eagles. Let's go back in history a little bit. Tell everybody a little
1: bit of how you wound up at Southern Miss. What kind of attracted you to Southern Miss? Who was your first contact with Southern Miss, and what was involved in that decision to, to be a Golden Eagle?
4: Well, um, it was my junior year of high school. I moved to Tampa, Florida, to live with my aunt. And, uh, I'm, I mean, I just decided to, you know, I always wanted to play college baseball, and no one was going to recruit me from Guatemala. So then I had to find a way to get to the U.S. Uh, to be able to get recruited. So then I spent two my last two year, years of high school in Tampa. And then the high school coach in Tampa knew Coach Calle. They just, like, had their contacts, and then the coach from high school contacted Coach Calle. And that's how we started, like, communicating and then it was coach Federico who actually came down to Tampa to see me for a couple games and then um, like a week after that coach Kai called me and then um, we started talking and uh, then I came down to an official like uh, a visit here at Southern Miss. and as soon as I came here you know I fell in love with uh, the place the program just the people and then everything about it and after that it was an easy decision after that.
1: I'm going to assume, though, but before all that, you didn't know a whole lot about
4: Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and and Southern Miss when they first kind of approached you about it, right? I I really didn't know much about Mississippi at all. And then uh, when Coach Kaya first called me, it was hard to understand them. I was was not used to that accent. Uh, But, yeah, I really didn't know much about Mississippi or, you know, the program, but... Did you,
1: when you got here, what did you learn real quick about Hattiesburg? Uh, Were there some things that surprised
4: you about coming to Hattiesburg and coming to Mississippi? Well, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a small, it's a small city like Hattiesburg. And I was just thinking, I always, since I I came from, uh, like, Tampa and then uh, Guatemala City is pretty big. Just the main difference was, you know, how small everything was and then, Traffic, awesome. Man. There's no, not many cars, so that's pretty much the big, uh, big. All right, when you got to Southern Miss and and your your freshman year here at Southern Miss,
1: you didn't play your freshman. Redshirted that 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 first year. What did you work on to try to get better? And and was there ever any thoughts about hey maybe I made a wrong decision? Maybe I should go somewhere else? Or was it always Southern Miss?
4: No, it was it was always Southern Miss. And you know it 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 did hurt when they told me I was gonna redshirt. But, uh, you know, I just didn't lose confidence. And then I just took that year to find ways to get better. And uh, I always had that uh, confidence that I was I was going to be able to play sometime. In my
1: do you remember the first time that uh, you got to come in and play for the Golden Eagles, whether it was in the field or at the plate? Do you remember that? I know it's a long time ago, but do you remember that
4: first time that you got to play as a Golden Eagle? The, my first at bat? Yeah. Um, I, I do remember that my actual first at bat – It was, uh, I think it was Friday night against Mississippi State, and uh, I pinch hit and I walked my first, my actual first at bat. I walked and I skipped Lebo on the lineup. I don't, I think I I skipped. So you bad at order, bad at order. I, I got so nervous, and then he he went to the bathroom. So then I thought I was up, and I was just so nervous, and then I just ended up skipping him in the lineup, and that, that was pretty funny, but.
1: When you got here at Southern Miss, and by the way, we're visiting with Gabe Montenegro, the uh, graduate student, I guess, now at uh, Southern Miss, the Golden Eagle center fielder this year, visiting with us on Inside Southern Miss Athletics. What did you try to learn to do? What are some things you had to learn to do maybe better than you did when you got here to finally
4: earn some playing time and eventually get into the starting lineup? You know, the the big difference was just the, how big all the players were. You know, in high school size didn't really matter you know there were small guys there were big guys but here when i came here everyone was just there was some there's big some big kids here uh so i had to learn how to do the little things right you know how to base run how to um do uh like how to play defense uh how to get on base and just those little things do it perfectly to set me apart from all the big players and once you're able to do that, is
1: that when you finally got into the starting lineup? I don't think you started immediately, but you sort of worked your way into a position where they decided, "Hey, Gabe's playing really well. We got to get him in that lineup."
4: Yes, yeah, uh, you know, um, once I knew how to do all that, uh, you know, I I figured that my strength was not going to hit the ball out. So then uh, I tried just to get on base as much as I can. So then. All the guys can bring me in, so um, I think that's one of the reasons that uh, Coach Berry was able to put me in the game is because I found ways to get on base. And we've
1: seen you play out in left field. You're in center field this year. Were you always an outfielder, or did you play a variety of positions when you're in high school or back in Guatemala?
4: Well, I've always played center field uh, pretty much all my life, and. Uh, when I got here, you know, I, I was okay with playing left field or right field. It didn't really matter. But I actually did play center field all my life. What are some things you had to, you've had you been working on
1: maybe in the off season to get better? You're sixth year now with the Golden Eagles, so you've moved back over there to center field. But what are some things, whether it be at the plate, in the field, that you've worked on to, to try to become a better baseball player?
4: Uh, on the field, I just try to um, work on my speed uh, to get the balls quicker I've also been working on my arm strength since in center you need to have a better arm. And uh, hitting wise I've I just you know, try to get stronger and then um I don't I don't I don't try to do much at the plate, I just try to stay with who I am and just, you know, get on base pretty much.
1: You are uh, now one of the veterans on the ball club, one of the leaders of the ball club. Are you, by nature, a leader, a rah-rah type of guy, or is that something you had to learn how to be a leader out on the on the field and as a part of the
4: team? Uh, no, I, I, I'm. I've really never been that rah-rah guy, you know, a leader. But um, I just try to uh, lead by example, you know, um, on the field, just try to, and then just try to help out the young guys as much as I can with just tips and, you know, how to handle situations. So, yeah. Talk
1: about the story. You mentioned earlier the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic when everybody was having to stay in place and uh, some people got kind of caught away from home. That sort of happened to you and uh, your family. They were trying to get back to Guatemala. You guys had to
4: do it kind of a, a different way. Yes, sir. the when when it started just going crazy, the airports in Guatemala they shut down, so they weren't weren't uh, letting anyone in or out, and me and my dad and my brother were stuck. Uh, well, me, it was me and my dad first. We were here in Hattiesburg, and then my brother was in Oklahoma. So then, when everything shut down, we had a window, like a little window of opportunity, to fly to um, what was it? Belize, wasn't it? It was Belize. Yes, yeah. it was Belize. So that we had to drive to Oklahoma get my bro- brother real quick, and then we would just hop in a plane and then went to Belize and then had to cross the border on a, on a bus because, you know, there were no flights. And then it was only like a couple of days' windows that the border was going to be open for us to just cross.
1: Veteran outfielder Gabe Montenegro visiting with us today as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. All right, a couple more questions about uh, baseball and uh, here in the United States. I- obviously, you've loved it because everybody's dream, I guess, is to one day, you know, play as a professional. Is that one of your dreams, one of your goals, to play beyond Southern Miss?
4: Oh, for sure. You know, that's, that's always been... I'm a dream of mine just be able to play at the at the next level and I still have you know I still have those dreams I still have those uh goals and I'm just gonna keep working uh for them to come true
1: one of the leaders on the ball club and now when we're sitting here you're you're kind of a quiet reserve guy I know when you're out on the field or in that dugout you're a little more uh hyped up than maybe are are normally do you like being a leader on this
4: team and and what are some ways you try to lead this baseball team um, yeah, so as I mentioned before, uh, I live more just by example, you know, doing the—because uh, the younger players, they do see the things that you do. So I just try to do everything right, you know, do everything uh, so they can just follow me, just learn— uh by you know just by example
1: what are some memories you have of your five years at southern miss prior to this year whether it be on the field or away from the field individually or as a team what are some of your your best
4: memories of being a golden eagle um i was i would say just um always uh the friday nights at the at the pete where uh uh, all the fans are here and then uh just playing under the lights and then uh just that LSU regional. That's the one that this uh, out, uh, stands out the most to me.
1: I know we see your mom and dad here uh, quite a bit. They've kind of grown to love Hattiesburg and Southern Miss themselves. I think
4: they really have. My my dad my dad does not want to live. He he tries to come here as much as they can. And then uh, my mom also like they just love this place. They love the people. They love everything about uh, Hattiesburg.
1: Tell me about this uh, Golden Eagle team what do you like about this baseball team this year and uh, uh, what do you guys hope you'll be able to accomplish this year
4: um, I, li- I like this team a lot with um, they're both uh, talented and hardworking uh, sometimes like teams can be one or the other but this team we have really good players that uh, work really hard so um, I have no doubt that we're gonna go far and uh, you know I'm just ho- I'm just I know that uh, we're gonna get to that, uh, be able to win that conference this year, and then I really feel that we're going to be able to make it all the way to Omaha.
1: Well, the Eagles last year were just
4: that close to maybe playing in the Super Regionals, so it's not that uh, not that far out of reach. So no, we, we we got really close last year, and it was just that that last game we were not able to pull it through. But this year we have the arms, we have the offense, and I feel like we do have that advantage to make it to the next step.
1: Final couple of minutes with the Golden Eagle outfielder Gabe Monterego. Nice enough to stop by and visit with us today on Inside Southern Miss Athletics. When baseball's done, wherever that might be or whenever that might be for you, what are you studying at Southern Miss and what do you want to do ultimately one day?
4: Um, well, right now I have um, I'm doing the, the business the Masters in Business um, but ultimately I want to be able to uh, teach Spanish actually here in the U.S. So um, after after baseball is done I want to be able to um get back uh to college and be able to teach Spanish courses in college. When you go back uh, to Guatemala do people ask you a lot of times about you know what
1: you're doing in the states and how your baseball career is going do they kind of follow you back there people you used to know growing up
4: in Guatemala? Well the, the the few people that actually know uh about baseball they do uh follow both me and my brother uh they keep up with everything and uh you know, it's it's really exciting to see that uh, uh, people in Guatemala are just getting into baseball, and then they, uh, they have the same passions as we do.
1: You grew up loving the game of baseball. Who was your favorite, if you had one, an American baseball team? Who were some of your favorite players growing up?
4: Well, my dad is a, a huge Phillies fan, so I was grew up watching the Phillies, and then just Chase Sutley, I love how he played, even though he's he was a second baseman, but I just love the way he played. And, uh, so, yeah, and then we went to a lot of their games growing up. So it was, yeah, the Phillies. Uh, I really like the Phillies.
1: Before I let you go, uh, final couple of questions. Uh, this is a Golden Eagle team that's going to be a lot of fun to watch play this year. We've had amazing crowds the first uh, a couple of weekends. Got to be a lot of fun and a great chance for the Eagles to do something special this year.
4: Oh, for sure. Uh, it's always nice to have the support of uh, everyone here in Hattiesburg and just watching those uh, everyone come and support during the games, it's an amazing feeling. And I know everyone on the team uh, are grateful for that. And, you know, I'm just excited to uh, play the next, uh, this final season and then just be able to see how the team uh, just... That's really good. Yeah, no question. Well, I know
1: you'll have a lot to do with it if they have some success this year. Thanks for giving us some time. Always a lot of fun to sit around and talk to you and talk about your career and what you've done at Southern Miss. You've been a great part of the history of Southern Miss baseball. I know you're going to make a little more of that history this year. So thanks for the visit. Keep up the good work, and uh, let's go win a lot of baseball yeah, games.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, that's Gabe
1: Montenegro, the uh, the veteran outfielder for the Golden Eagles, spending some time with us here today as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. More to as we continue to talk about Southern Miss Athletics. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Inside Southern Miss Athletics.
2: So much has changed about our lives, the way we shop, play, work, and learn, especially how we experience health care. Today and always, Forest General Hospital is doing everything possible to ensure your health and safety. The experienced team of professionals provides the latest treatment options with the warmth and compassion you deserve. We do what is best for our patients. It's our mission. It is why we are here. Forest General Hospital. Warm service, safe environment, exceptional care. Visit ForestGeneral.com for more information.
4: Today tastes like a sunny day. Like firing up the
0: senses and cooling them down with a nice cold coat. Today tastes like a well-oiled grill. Like it smells so good you can't help yourself. Hey, it's not ready yet. Like hands dipping in a nice bucket. Today.
4: Tastes like a sunday ritual and it never tasted this good Coca-Cola together tastes better
0: Golden Eagle fans score a home run place to live with our newest sponsor Reserve Long Point Apartment Homes located on the corner of 7th Street and Beverly Hills Road with three great communities serving the Southern Miss community you can be sure to find the perfect luxury living accommodations to meet your needs. The Reserve at Long Point is a proud sponsor of Southern Miss Baseball.
1: And uh, welcome back everybody, to Inside Southern Miss Athletics. I'm uh, going to spend some time now with our head men's golf coach here at Southern Miss, a frequent visitor with us here on our podcast, and that's Eddie Brescher. And uh, let's get a report from Eddie uh, how the uh, golf team is doing. Eddie, you're, you're kind of early on in your, in your spring season, but how the, how's the team doing? What do you like
3: what you're seeing out of your team right now? Team looks great. Uh, we have a lot of depth in our roster this year. Um, we've had some guys recently go out some 64s in qualifying uh we've had a lot of 66s 68s you know so a lot of subpar rounds throughout the depth of our lineup and you know we've got 12 guys on roster this year and i mean we've got guys uh, our top nine guys are consistently posting rounds at par or better so when you have that you know you got a lot of depth and a lot of a lot of punches being thrown on the golf course Talk a bit about where you've played so far, and then I'm going to ask you another question about the schedule, but talk about where you've played so far. So right now we've only had one tournament. Um, With the weather being a little bit back and forth in the month of February, we try to schedule lightly in the month of February. But South Alabama hosts a great tournament. That's an hour and 15 minutes from here, at Robert Trent Jones, Magnolia Grove. So we historically play there every year to start our season. Played that tournament, came in eighth out of 14 teams. Uh, We personally were very disappointed with the finish. After the first round, uh, we were in fourth place, uh, beating Illinois, who is uh, historically a powerhouse um, in our sport for men's golf always a top 15 top 20 program a national championship contender and we're beating these guys after the first round tied with them after the second and ended up slipping to them on after the third round so but when you start seeing your guys hanging with programs like that man it it just shows that the future is so bright we've got a lot of good opportunities ahead of us Talk a little bit about your philosophy of scheduling. Obviously, you want to play
1: against the best competition you can, but at the same time, you want to give your guys a chance sometimes
3: to kind of gain that confidence and have some success. Absolutely. So we do want to be strategic with our scheduling. So, uh, again, like I touched on, we don't really want to play a ton of golf in the month of February. Normally, when you have colder weather, rainy weather, uh, wet conditions with, you know, you could potentially lose balls, you're, you're going to see scoring averages increase. If your scoring averages increase, you have a potential chance of not helping yourself in the national rankings. So if we hold on to those competition dates and then load up in March and April, when we know the weather will be better, then we have an opportunity to strike. There's a lot of golf tournaments all throughout the country. We want to spread out our head-to-head. We don't want to stay and play, say, South Al or La Tech and play them six, seven times a year, go three and three or four and three, and that does nothing for us. So we try to spread it out, go to every time zone we can touch, um, and just try to play against the best teams in the country because we want a piece of them. I know we've talked about this before, but in basketball,
1: they've got the the quote-unquote net rankings. They've got the uh, RPI and things like that. Similar stuff in golf to determine uh, who are the best teams in the country.
3: RPI in baseball is very similar to the golf stat national rankings for collegiate golf. It really comes down to who do you play and how bad did you beat them or how bad did they beat you? So if you play against, say, an Illinois, and if they are the favorite and you only lose to them by a couple shots, well, that actually helps you a little bit if you're a, a outside of the top 100 ranked programs. So even though we didn't beat Illinois, if we can still hang with them and, and not have our A game, then it'll actually help us in the long run. So ideally, we want to beat them heads up. You know, We're not really worried about that stuff. We're trying to go put the lowest score we can, get the ball in the hole as quick as we can. Talk a little bit about uh, how scheduling is done. Uh, is that a, a difficult
1: process? Is it easy to get invited to some of the, the bigger tournaments? Or what are some kind of the criteria
3: that allow you to get in some of the better tournaments in the country or in the South, for that matter? So a lot of it is relationship-based. Um, a lot of the things, it's a lot of calling. Who do you know? Um, but also, you want to have a marketable product to present to that field and, or that tournament host and say, hey, You know, we want to come to, say, a Las Vegas, and uh, we want to play in UNLV's tournament. Well, UNLV's a great program. Why should they allow us to come play? Well, right now, we're uh, one of the highest-ranked teams in the country as far as when you look at the 300 teams. We're 77 in the country, so we're a top 100 team. We actually help their field. So we have a marketing capability to present to, say, a UNLV and say, hey, we actually help your field. You know, it'd be like if, uh, like a a DeChambeau or or a Brooks Koepka, if if they're ranked high enough, they can pretty much pick and choose where they want to play. Uh, someone who who is a little bit lower on, say, the tour, like say a Davis Riley, who's who's just kind of getting his feet wet, he kind of has to play where he's told to play right now. But. In due time, I'd say Davis is going to be picking where he wants to play. It's funny
1: when you say that. I was sitting there thinking as you were talking how how the game of college golf has uh, kind of grown – uh, used to be very little coverage of it. Uh, in fact, sometimes maybe the folks at that university didn't even know they were playing golf and had a golf team. But the the Golf Channel, and you see more and more college golf and amateur events and things
3: like that on places like the Golf Channel, the college game has really started to explode a little bit in popularity. Correct. So I've got an eight-year-old son right now who's obsessed with baseball, and golf's just not cool to him right now. But From an adult perspective and in the world of collegiate athletics, I think everybody really understands that golf is a really cool game because the challenge it presents. It's it's so difficult to be successful day in and day out, even if you practice a ton. So a lot of people, I think we've earned respect from a lot of people from our sport as far as the difficulty and the challenge of it. And, you know, when you play good in a golf tournament, well, guess what? you got to go to sleep on it. You know, your mind's going to be racing. you got to go out and perform again the next day and pick up where you left off. So, you know, getting the national coverage with the Golf Channel, having some collegiate tournaments on TV, that's been a huge part of getting into the collegiate market for the sport of golf. And it's, it's fantastic. I, I encourage everybody to keep up with the game of golf because it is the game that you can play for a lifetime. Eddie Bresher visiting with us, the head men's golf coach here at Southern Miss, uh, giving us a little
1: bit of the inside scoop as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. I was thinking, too, as you sit here and you're watching collegiate golf on TV, even the professional ranks, they always mention if they were a college golfer, they always mention he played at so-and-so or he played here.
3: He won this amateur event. So a lot more coverage of the college game than there ever has been. So the Golf Channel has been fantastic for our sport, and it's nice to have a sport with a designated channel that's covering our sport 24-7. And when you look at the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, and even the international tours uh, with the European Tour, you're seeing a lot of people that are the top players in the world. You can just go down the world rankings right now and just see that, oh, he played here in college, he played here in college, she played there in college, she played there. And it's just – it has become – Such a great developmental piece that if you want to get to the PGA or the LPGA Tour, you really do need to go through collegiate golf because what we provide and the product that we provide is just so good and prepares these kids to win right out of school. Eddie, talk a little bit about your team. I know the last time you visited with us
1: a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, some of the individuals. Uh, how do you sort of like to see the makeup of your team? Do you like a lot of veterans, a lot of young guys? What, how, do you, how do you sort of decide what the mix could be or needs to be? Or is it pretty much the best players play and uh,
3: that's how you do it? So uh, what we do is uh, we try to simulate tournament experience through qualifying. We have a home golf course at Hattiesburg Country Club. We have another great course in town at Cane Break that we can use, but we want to simulate that if we're going to take these kids and move them all across the country to play a golf tournament, we want to practice that in qualifying. So what I'll do is I'll sit down and I'll look at some different courses we have in the area. We will go there and we'll say, guys, here it is. You're playing for a plane ticket. You're playing for a seat in the van. This is the criteria, you've got uh, 12 of you, top three are in, I'm picking four and five. Um, So, and that depends, uh, depending on each event, but we want to take these kids and tell them, hey, I know you've never seen Grand Bear, I know you've never seen Reunion, but here it is. You need to figure it out. You need to go out and perform today for a score if you wanna be able to prove yourself to be worthy of getting in that van and representing this university. Because we're going to spend so much time investing in that, bringing these kids to such a great first-class schedule, they need to be ready when it comes game time. Are you surprised at how many
1: people, when you you go play in an event, wherever it might happen to be, the the interest in it from maybe the folks at that club or folks in that area, fans of a particular school
3: in that area, how many fans kind of turn out and, and watch the guys play? Yes, um, we don't have an enormous amount of people, a a lot of parents, a lot of, you know, whoever the host institution is, there are going to be a lot of members that come out and watch the golf tournament. And that's just so cool because, you know, having that opportunity to showcase your skills in front of strangers is just such a cool thing, you know, and and it puts an added pressure on that player to, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, an added distraction that, hey, Yes, there's a lot of people watching me, but at the end of the day, you still got to go out and perform. you still got to go out and put that ball in the fairway, put it on the green and two-putt or or get your birdie and get out of here. So it is a nice thing to see people come out and watch our sport, and I wish that we could have more come out. But when we do have people come out and watch us... Man, it just gets you fired up. You want to perform. All right, before I let you go, talk about what's coming up for your men's golf team. Where folks
1: maybe in that area would be able to come out and watch you play. But where will you play here down the stretch heading into the
3: conference championships? So right now, we are 77 in the country. Our goal is to get in the top 65. So we are technically a bubble team. Southern Miss has never had a team go to the NCAA regions, regional championship in the sport of golf. That's always been our goal. Now we've gotten the program to a point where we are on the bubble. We're 77 in the country. Like I said, goal of 65. So we've got a great schedule that can get us there. We need to go out and perform. So we leave for Auburn this Friday. Great field there. Great opportunity for us to start moving up the rankings and get inside that number. After that, we come home. Uh, We've got a little fundraiser that we put on at Hattiesburg Country Club on uh, March 10th and 11th. The day after that, we fly to Phoenix for Grand Canyon, come home for a couple days, then we go to ECU out in uh, East Carolina. I think we've got about a week and a half off, and then we've got um, a pretty big one up at Mossy Oak. Uh, Mississippi State hosts a tournament. There's 19 teams. 15 of the 19 are in the top 100 in the national rankings. So this is a regional championship-esque field that we need to go perform well at. After Mossy Oak, we've got a little one-day uh, match play to get us ready for the conference championship with us, La Tech, UL Monroe, and Little Rock up in the West Monroe area. Then right after that, we've got about a week off, and then it's conference championships. So we're doing the match play right before conference because we've got 54 holes of stroke play. After that, you cut it to the top four teams, and then you do match play. So... We're trying to get some match play experience both in practice and with this little tune up match to get ready for conference because that is where we expect to be at the end of the season. Hey, good luck to your guys.
1: I know it's going to be a good spring for you guys, so keep up the good work. Best of luck in all these tournaments you're going to play in, and we we'll look forward to getting a visit from you again real soon. Thanks, John.
3: I'll be living out of a suitcase, but I'll catch up to
1: you soon. All right, well, I know that feeling. <laughs> Eddie Bresher is our head men's golf coach here at Southern Miss, kind of taking us behind the scenes as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. That'll do it this week. Thanks again to our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean, Also to uh, Golden Eagles' sixth year senior baseball player Gabe Montenegro who spent some time with us and again to Coach Eddie Brescher of the men's golf team here at Southern Miss. Till we meet you again next time, John Cox is always reminding you of the three essential to happiness, something to do, something to love, something to hope for. Hope to have you with us next time as we go Inside Southern Miss Athletics.